Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. I am Bob Sansevier, and I am joined by... L.A. Nick. Andy Brad Bernard. Cassie Schrader. And we are going to take a quick break. Tom, well, he may be in. It's, I think there's a... I kind of doubt it. There's a new arrival in the family, yeah. so that's playing a part in why he's not here today. So we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break. Be right back. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt that talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. I love this song. Let's play the whole thing, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play the whole album. <laughs> I'm Bob Sands here, filling in for Tom Bernard on the Tom Bernard Show. Uh, L.A. Nick is here. Andy, Cassie, and... Well, let me just uh, let me just ask you if any of you got any sleep last night, or were you following the exploits of hashtag NPR Raccoon? What a it's I unbelievable! Heard. This stupid raccoon. <laughs> the weirdest things blow up on the internet. I don't get it. Okay, now, ironic to me, it was somewhat ironic because there's balance in the universe. The raccoon, I woke up this morning and I read that the raccoon went to the roof. It's, it was climbed. It was like on the 17th or 18th story of the NPR building, hence hashtag NPR raccoon. And Twitter was blowing up with it. And everyone worried about the little raccoon. Well, on my drive in today, I saw a raccoon. Well, I guess, are you still a raccoon when it's just your carcass on the side of the road? <laughs> I, I saw one today, too. And I'm guessing neither one of mine or yours had a hashtag while it lived. Nope. No. And mine stunk, too. I was yeah. in the morning, so I, I could smell it. Mm. I want to know what they, uh, now they got the thing in a live trap. Okay, they have places with where they have dogs and they don't last long. What are they doing with the raccoon? Do you I... set it in the wild or are they just going to euthanize yeah. Yeah, it? Yeah, they just send it, they send it off to the wild. 
Well, they may not want to send it into my woods because we have friends who took my – this is my son's 20 now. When he was like 12, they took him raccoon hunting with their raccoon dog, hunting dogs. The dogs would chase him up to a tree. They'd shine lights. It would freeze him. Kapow. <laughs> and what they did is they got like dozens of pelts. They sell the pelts because a, a raccoon mm-hmm. pelt at the time was thirty-five or forty bucks a pelt, no, and bad. they would use the money to feed their raccoon dogs all year. Oh, wow. When they did it, so and I, this is when this was uh, about five or six years ago. I don't know what a pelt goes for now. Oh, I wouldn't have thought <laughs> that a raccoon pelt would be so valuable in twenty, you know, twelve or thirteen. I don't know what they use it for. It's not like they, you know, there's not a lot of kids going to college football games with raccoon coats anymore. Oh, I think raccoon yeah. tails are still worth money. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Well, and you, that and. Maybe the coonskin cap will come back. I think pelts are still worth are still expensive. Everybody's going to be walking around looking like Davy Crockett. <laughs> I wouldn't kill I wouldn't kill any animal for its pelt, but I think they're still worth a good money. I'll tell you mm. what, L.A. Nick, if you put a raccoon cap on him, he'd look a little <laughs> bit like Daniel Day Lewis in that movie where he played um, deer hunter. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I could pull that off. You could pull I that. I could off. pull that roll off too. You got that Daniel Day look. Yeah, I could pull that roll off. The Daniel Day Lewis look. I could pull that so, roll off. But I don't know what it, it – maybe people are so desperate for good news that they this thing with the raccoon fascinated them. Oh, yeah, them. I'm sure. I'm it's sure. a rodent. Well, I know, but it, it's different than the norm that what you see on Twitter. I mean, my God, it's just constant. I mean, when I sit there and look through the hashtags, it's – well, uh, the – MP raccoon is at the top. No, but... we had we had a female doe deer get in our courtyard at my condo downtown, and it couldn't. It's just a big C courtyard, and it's all glass. And that deer got in there and it couldn't figure out how to turn around and get out. <laughs> so it just smart. kept banging in the windows, and somebody called the cops. Well, MPD came. Guess what they did? What they, they... shot it. Wow. Well, yeah. uh-huh. they shot it. They See, did. They shot it. You can Google that. It's deer, deer shot by MPD at the sex at the Sexton building. They shot that deer. So they didn't try to dart well, it. Well, you know why? Because he didn't have a hashtag. They just shot it. <laughs> I wonder, too. You're not relevant. Do any of you know if NPR has their pledge drive coming up soon? It might have been a raccoon plant. Oh, you're Just to bring attention to MPR. Because who named it hashtag NPR raccoon? Was it NPR? Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. They're looking at the things. Let's see. What kind of Well, NPR rat doesn't sound real good. We don't want that. NPR squirrel might have been okay. I actually didn't think raccoons. What, how did what do you climb? Is they there have any, like? Is there pictures or video? Oh, or? there's there's pictures oh, yeah, and there's... video. Yeah. Oh, it was fascinated the entire news media. It was a slow day. Hey, you know, go on Twitter and just search the hashtag MPR raccoon. Is it NPR? It's hashtag NPR raccoon. NPR has its own, then raccoon has its own spelling. I because I just finished the. So what was the what was the outcome? He, they got him on the roof, and they caught him in a live trap, and then they threw him off the building. <laughs> no, they didn't. And somebody just uh, about yesterday they put uh, they put a little video up of, I think they named him Wally. Did they? Yeah, the oh, raccoon. Wally. But yeah, he's doing a little grooming right outside so the window on the twenty third floor. So he got rabies. Well, he might. Was uh, this during the day? Also, raccoons have that some disease where they can just flop over oh, on the road. Raccoons have a lot of diseases. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, so, that'll happen when you eat trash for a living. They're covered That's in disease. They have Lyme disease, usually rabies. They're one of the highest in requiring rabies. Them and skunks. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there's a line of people wanting to adopt it. Um, <laughs> well, here, here's the thing that I uh, want, because I just finished the BS show, the BS show.net. There's a plug. Um, I was wondering, what if Trump had... Put something on Twitter, worrying. Oh, let's hope they can get the M- hashtag NPR raccoon. Would everyone from the left turn on the raccoon? Start hating the <laughs> raccoon. Killer! That bastard raccoon should die. Oh, I think three quarters of them would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if he likes it, they have to hate it. Yeah. I don't uh, think there's any turning back from that one. Well, I remember recently, like a few months ago, I think there was this like net neutrality was like beginning to become a thing. Yeah. And you know. Everyone was, I think they were pro-net neutrality, and then Trump tweeted that he was pro-net neutrality, and all of a sudden, overnight, the internet was anti-net neutrality. It's like, wow. Well, I remember just last week how the left loved Kim Jong-un, and now they hate him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... No, I think that hatred's been there for a while. Well, yeah. Now, now Andy, uh, when I left, I saw you, because you you can walk home now, right, from here? Have you gone to... 
Costco yet for their pizza by the slice. <laughs> I have not. I've been actually pretty busy. Oh, but if you need a quick thing, I, I go there once or twice, maybe more, a week, and it's uh, it's like less than five bucks, two slices and a drink. But you have to have a Costco card, it's, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, but technically, I, no. No, actually, you don't, because they're never going to check when yeah. you're going for the food. If you're just I going do. in for pizza, apparently, you can just be like, oh, I'm just getting pizza. Yeah, Sam's Club is the same way. You oh, don't I didn't realize have to have anyone can to Because they have that pizza by the slice where you can I just, get a uh, slice of pizza and a pop for like I, two I bucks. don't go to those places. I don't need that much stuff. <laughs> I would. I just don't. I'm not buying thir- 30 pounds of rice. I just <laughs> well, don't need I'll, I'll tell you what. They also, I mean, I'm not going to turn into a Costco plug, but they're. It's, it saves me many nights, like if we haven't had a chance to cook anything, I just go get some ribs or get something from from there. But the same thing, I should do a big box store pizza competition. Yeah. Sam's Club versus Costco. Costco. Versus... I've had Sam's Club. Is and it good? It's not, I mean, it's fine. It's not like gross or anything, like a lot of pizza can be. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't call it good. Well, I... Some of these stores, like uh, Byerly's, has really good pizza, and so does uh, uh, so does Whole Foods. We are joined once he uh, just joined us. I'm guessing you and uh, Nick, you took your your motorcycle in. Did you drive in today? Uh, always. Okay. Yes. It looks like our guest. That's a good one. Tony Price. Tony Price. Tony Price. It looks like you were either you dressed like you ride a motorcycle or you brought you drove your motorcycle in. Actually, both. These are my everyday clothes, even in January. Oh, but actually. I'm known to ride in January. Yeah, I don't think I, I can do January, but not in Minnesota. So, all right, so let me. Uh, <laughs> Let's get the January thought. You, you got to have a windshield. I'll, I'll save because both of you will probably be are wondering, Nick, what do you drive? Uh, I have a lot of bikes, but today I'm driving a Benelli 1130. Tony? I think I passed it on the way in. Today I'm driving an HD, FLHTCUI. Uh, I always get that spot. That spot's <laughs> always open for me. I don't know why. I, that parking spot's always open. But you can take any parking right the spot. Door. You mean no, but there's one right near the door that's oh, always for a open. No, it's a car parking space, and it's always open every time I come to the show. Oh, you show. mean the one with do not park here? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the last spot next to the door, and it's always open. I don't well, know how. Well, Tony, you're, uh, you're here t- today. Thank you for joining us, but you have a, an important ride coming up. I do have an important ride coming up. I'm working for the Gold Star Ride Foundation. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know what that is, that's a family left behind when somebody gets killed in the military. And we're leaving in about two and a half weeks. They refer them to Gold Star Families, right? They refer to them yes. as Gold Star Families. And, uh, yeah, we're leaving on July 2nd. Where, where are you going? The current plan is 49 states, just under 25,000 miles for seven weeks. So, so why don't you just go to Alaska, too, besides Hawaii? <laughs> for, well, see, we'd go to Hawaii if Trump would build that bridge. I'm guessing you do go to Alaska because it's technically drivable. Uh, we have plans to go down the uh, to go across the uh, that Canadian highway. Oh, to Alaska. Let, Canada's not letting an American in. Well, we're <laughs> actually got a big wall going up right now. <laughs> that's uh, uh, it, it's been the topic of debate all week with me and all the people that I've been talking with is whether or not we can actually make it to Alaska. But the plan is to go. But even 48 states would be phenomenal. Yeah. How many people on the ride? One. Oh, and, and anybody oh. else wants to join. So we've got, for the first day, I think we have 82 bikes signed up. That's a long ride. So are, you're the one doing the ride? I'm going to do the whole ride, yeah. Well, nobody's going to know if you went to the Alaska or not. Just say, I'm in Alaska. Well, you know, the production company that's making the movie out of it, they're going to be able to, you know, maybe I could just send a film crew up there and say, take some pictures and tell everybody and then, we you went. You know what? With with uh, the CGI nowadays, you frankly, you could stay in your garage and do the piece. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also have uh, GoPro as one of our sponsors, and they've given oh, us a bunch mm-hmm. of uh, uh GoPro, what are they called? Hero 6s, the latest camera that's yep. got GPS on it. So our app producer is trying to make it so that we'll have a live video right. feed of wherever the motorcycle is. Oh, so that's cool. How long are you allowing for this? Seven weeks. Now, and let me guess, because the way I would think you would do it is go east. And now How will you do it? I mean, I would think east, hit all of those, and then come around. But then you have to go up and in all the states that are in the middle. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what you're going to have? We're going to have a little fun around the Mississippi River. Um, so are you going down the Mississippi first? No, we're coming up the Mississippi. Actually, we're just going to cross the Mississippi like three times. But um, yeah, we got an idea from that Bob Seger song about going over the Mackinac Bridge and stuff like that. So, so you're going up through Michigan? We're going uh, first stop the, the is UP? The first. Yeah, the first stop is I think Clear Lake, Wisconsin, which is about 90 minutes into Wisconsin, and then we're going through the Shawamigan National Forest and. And the UP of Michigan. And you know, obviously, the significance of Clear Lake, Iowa? Clear, yes, I do, but we're going to Clear Lake, Wisconsin. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Never, why won't As, you go to Clear Lake, uh, Iowa? Uh, too far north for our route. Okay. Because as we're going through Wisconsin, then into Michigan, we're going to come right down the middle of Michigan. We're going to hit Indiana from there, and then Ohio and Pennsylvania on the 4th of July. And then um, along the eastern, going up to Maine, and then down the eastern seaboard all the way to Florida. And then we're coming up along the southern states to um, Louisiana. To when we get to Louisiana, then we're going to go north again. We're going to hit from that direction. We'll hit Arkansas, then Tennessee, Kentucky, Illinois, Missouri, and Iowa so in that order. I, want, I just wanted the Clear Lake thing so people are wondering. It's where Buddy Holly's <laughs> plane crashed. And very quick yeah. aside, my son, we were in Des Moines last year for a horse show, and he came down with some friends, and they stopped at Clear Lake because I told him it's a mm -hmm. big deal. And one of his friends thought the Beatles died there. Um, <laughs> but I had asked him, well, did you, did you see anything? And my, my son goes, yeah, I, I, saw, I saw somebody's black glasses. And then I just stepped on them. By, you know, <laughs> so Buddy Holly being the black glasses. It's not me. Right. I have a different right. sound. Um, As a coincidence, a long time ago, I used to be a, a, a disc jockey who did live performances. I did wedding dances and oh. that kind of stuff. And I played twice on that same stage. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that had to be weird. It was, uh, it, it was religious. <laughs> I think that's a good well, attitude. He, he had performed at Clear Lake, didn't he? Just that's where it crashed. Or did that, no, no, no. His was, last performance was on that stage. Oh, so he—they barely got off the ground then when they crashed. Yeah, they—they they finished that concert, and I think they were in the airplane like within an hour. Oh, wow. and of course we have that historic coin or coin toss. Yeah. Um, that allowed the, him. Who didn't get on the plane? Was it I? Was it Waylon Jennings or someone like I, that? I, I want to say it was Waylon was Jennings, it? but that doesn't seem like he fit the bill. No, it wasn't Waylon Jennings. It was. Uh, it, it, it was some other who became uh, someone who became, certainly became famous. But anyway, we we digress mm -hmm. from your uh, from so, your. Oh, that's all right. I love a, talking about music on a, too. On a trip this long, do you bring a mechanical truck to follow? The... You bet. We got a yeah. trailer. I even got a spare motorcycle in it. Yeah, you'll need mm -hmm. spare everything: tires, rims. Mm -hmm. Well, we're planning to stop for a lot of those things along the way as well. Well, that's the, the, uh, ro the roads in America aren't that great right now. I ride a lot, and <laughs> you can bend the rim really quick. I was going to ask, how many states will you just blow through and not spend the day or we're spend the night? We're stopping everyone. You're going to spend the night in every one of them. Well, no, we're not going to spend the night in every one. Okay. Uh, for example, we're waking up on the 4th of July in Michigan, and we're going to roll through Indiana, Ohio, and then we'll stop in Pennsylvania for the night. But we're going to stop in every state. Did you yeah. look for a state that had a big celebration for the 4th? Or, you know, a, a nope. city? Okay. Just we'll, let them, we'll, we'll find the celebrations as we go. Oh, we're doing a lot of stuff with the American Legion, so we're okay. stopping at a lot of American Legion posts. All American right. Legion riders are invited to come and ride with us all over the country, so... So, what? Well, I mean, it's a great thing. And you're, so, you're going to have people with you. You're going to be like Forrest Gump on a bike, the way people I, are going to start yeah, joining I've heard in that analogy you. before, so I guess i got to stick with it. I'm not, I'm not that shocked by you, you having heard that. You know what? Uh, L.A. Nick is here. Andy, Cassie, and Tony Price, we're going to take a very quick break. And when we come back, we'll learn more about Tony Price's trip for the Gold Star families. Uh, the, the Tom Bernard Show will be right back. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking, and they always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. 
I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. That's a great, great album, great album right there. I think if I had to go on a long motorcycle ride, I'd have to have Bob Seger definitely on my playlist. Oh, definitely. Oh, Bob yeah. Seger's about play, thirty songs, staple. I think. What movie was that? Um, that was Risky Business. Risky Business. Risky business. Yeah, yeah. I've never risky seen it. You never seen it? For... I've seen it parodied a billion times, but you know, you yeah, ever well, seen the actual movie? Well, everyone has it that I iconic scene in the movie where Tom Cruise comes out, yeah, exactly. his sunglasses, yeah. his button-up shirt, and his tidy whities <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, how I'm pretty be, sure those were boxers. How can people support this ride and support Gold hey, Star? That's a, that's a really good question. That's one of the reasons I wanted to stop in and, and, and talk today, because uh, a couple of days ago, I found myself in a conversation with uh, somebody who was talking about, we were talking about the ride. I talk about the ride all the time. People can't get me to shut up, but... Um, there was a, a benevolent and affluent person I was in conversation with, and uh, they said, well, how's the fundraising going? And I said, well, we're, we're doing okay. We're raising a little bit. And he said, are you making your goals? I said, no, we're nowhere near our goals. But they said, um, well, I got a wager that uh, says that you won't make your goal by next Friday. I said, really? How, how, how's this going to play out? He said, well, I'll tell you what. I'll, uh, I'll give a dollar in the name of every person who gives a dollar. So they're going to double all our donations until Friday at midnight. Oh, wow. Yeah, all the details are on the website, which is goldstarride.org. But anybody who, you know, you got 10 bucks, you can throw in there. Um, you get a, an invoice that says you gave 20 because this affluent person. Can they find is, it on, on Facebook or anything like that? or? Uh, yeah, we're on Facebook, too, Gold Star Ride. Actually, on Facebook, it's kind of weird the way they do stuff. You have to do, a, it's Gold Star Ride 2017 on Facebook. So, but then when it opens up, it talks about the 2018 so it's an ride. Event, event, is it an event page or? Uh, we have one event scheduled that's on the, that's on Facebook, but mm-hmm. in the next 10 days, we'll so have somewhere in the neighborhood Gold of 100. Star, people just Google Gold Star Ride. They'll find it. Well, I'll make yeah. sure I'll you know tag and put up websites and all that on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff, so it's make it easy for people. And to everybody find can afford a dollar to five dollars, so if you have time, just go on and donate five dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars, or even a hundred dollars yeah. if you have a hundred bucks. Yeah, and do it from the website rather than the Facebook. I mean, I think there's a couple of donate buttons on Facebook, but, uh, you know, we just don't understand their algorithms completely, and sometimes we don't get the check until trust, October. And Trust me, it's mm-hmm. a lot easier to give 100 bucks than do this ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, one question I ask, okay, what, if people don't know exactly, what is a Gold Star family? A Gold Star family is very simply put, the family that's left behind, the family that's lost someone mm-hmm. in the military. So would it be in combat or it can be? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They okay, died so in military. Doesn't, doesn't okay. matter. As a matter of fact, in some cases, we don't even know that they died. For example, mm-hmm. I think the last time I was on with Tom, I don't even remember how long ago that was. It was a couple months ago. It was before you moved. Yes. <laughs> you know, I was going to make a joke about that with, <laughs> we moved, uh, with, with him. but uh, Well, Doug, Doug Sprinthal still goes to the old studio. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I went there twice and I couldn't find anybody. So I was going to tease Tom about that. Say, a lot of people... That's where Tell Doug, me where yeah. they're going to go Doug's when they at, move. That's where uh, Doug's at now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he's still waiting. He's actually in Boston. I know. Um, but anyway, the, the story I told back then was about this guy that was in Vietnam, and he was uh, there was three helicopters flying in formation, and they flew over a rice paddy, and one of them got shot down. Mm-hmm. And the other two landed, and one guy volunteered to go see if there was any survivors. I saw this. I saw this. And... And, um, yeah, he went over, found out there was no survivors, came back to the helicopter. And this was before the days of they, cell phones. So he said, him. I'm going to go tell the other chopper. They left him there. And both helicopters, while well, he was in the middle, both helicopters took off and they left him there and he's never been seen since. Oh, wow. Um, and actually, when I told the story before, we were talking about stopping to see that guy's sister. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the sister passed away of brain cancer a month or two ago. 
but her sons have picked up the torch and she's so she's got two sons that are that are adults i think they're in their late 20s or early 30s and uh, now they're going looking for their uncle every two years to to vietnam oh so wow. yeah so we're planning to stop and see them when we roll through arkansas and there's actually a lot of american soldiers that's Stayed in Vietnam and lived in yeah. Vietnam. Well, there was just a news story I had the other day, something about a, uh, was it an Air Force pilot that has been missing for 35 years, was just found yeah. alive yeah, the, the, the in people, California? A lot, a lot of Vietnam vets went back, either stayed in Vietnam or went back to Vietnam and stayed there. Well, you, you know, you got to understand the times, and it's important if you're going to say that kind of stuff that we talk about the times a little bit. Right. It was, when they came home from were Vietnam. were not celebrating, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were spit on. There's, yeah. there's you know, they, the, the protesters were really obnoxious in mm-hmm. those days. And if you went and had, if you were, first of all, more you were told. To, more than today? <laughs> <laughs> but today no, they actually were today yeah. the military is respected pretty much mm-hmm. uh, I, and i'm really glad to see that as a disabled vet myself i really kind of enjoy the idea that we're honoring and 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 paying respects to uh, everybody who served now we mm-hmm. just got to push that into our law enforcement and then we'll have something i'm not going to disagree with that because that's starting to get yeah. on my nerves that people bashing law enforcement. I just can't take it anymore. You have to have law enforcement in America. It's just it's a necessary evil you have to have. You know, I, I think I heard it on this program last week or the week before that these guys that that are protesting law enforcement should give up an evening and get in the car. Yeah. And go for a ride along. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I've been hearing and, that sentiment and, more and, and more and lately. To me, being being in law enforcement is the same as serving. Mm-hmm. It, it is. You're putting oh, your, yeah. you're putting your life on the line every day for America. And I just yeah. don't understand why people can't see this. They're, they're the same thing. Yeah, and it's not really only law enforcement. It's the EMTs and the firefighters as absolutely, well. Absolutely, absolutely. And we would honor all of them if we had the time. Yeah, yeah. it is. No, you, you, you have a certain target that you're... you're yeah, we're, well, we're going to do what we can for, for those that we can. I mean, especially even for veterans. My sister works at the VA, and she mm-hmm. tells me how... She she comes home. She's just sad to see these people. The oh, lack it's, of it's, care that oh, they it's, need. It's and, depressing, you know. And it's like to me, you would think that when they come home. I mean, they had the big problem with the Vietnam vets. They had nothing to come home to. They were treated like crap. They had no jobs, and we still have that problem. I mean, they're not publicly shamed like the Vietnam vets, but when they come home, they have nothing. And the Vietnam vets yeah. saw a lot more than any human should ever see. Yes. Yeah. More than any other war. I mean, they saw brutal stuff happen, and it scarred mm-hmm. them for life, most of them. And that's why a lot of them turned to drugs and alcohol. And we didn't support them at all, so they had nowhere to turn except drugs and alcohol or just go crazy. Well, I think it's very yeah. important to support the Gold Star families because not only did the you know, the veteran or whatever, you know, sacrificed their life, their time. Their families did the same sacrifice. But they people, just didn't serve people, overseas right. and people or don't something. realize a parent that loses their child never gets over it, ever, mm-hmm. ever. Right, and there's also never... an incredibly high incidence of divorce among, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. among oh, absolutely. parents who lose a child. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like 99%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very That's, high. We've got a neat story of a family that we visited out on the West Coast um, that had that very thing happened to him. They only had one son, and he was killed over there in, in the Middle East. And and um, they ended up going through an incredibly brutal divorce. And and uh, I've told this story before, so there might be a couple of people going, yeah, I think I know where he's going with this one. Um, but, yeah, their, their divorce was so bad that if they bumped into each other at the grocery store, they'd just pick up a can of peas and start throwing them at each other. And oh, it, boy. It was, it was really, really uh, a brutal dismissal. And what ended up happening is the wife ended up, getting married again to another guy and and both of them were bikers to begin with i mean they they rode motorcycles to begin with so her new mate the new guy in her life was also a motorcycle enthusiast and one weekend he says come on pack your bags we're going out on the bike for the weekend and what ended up what they ended up doing is going for a ride like ours to go visit other gold star families they spent two days visiting i think i don't know five or six families and she spent the whole weekend in tears as she met all of these other people who went through the same thing that she did and the biggest thing here is that, you know, a lot of these Gold Star families, they, they just kind of feel like they're alone. They're so isolated. They sit in their house, and a lot of times their neighbors don't even know. Mm-hmm. But she went through all of this. Uh, she went on this motorcycle ride, and, and she had this very uh, um, emotional response to everything that happened. And come Monday morning, she called up the ex-husband. 
and they ended up talking on the phone for three and a half hours. And today, the short story of that to get to the to get to the punchline is those two couples. He got remarried too, so now there's two couples that are all best friends, and they go ride on their motorcycles every once a weekend a month or something like that. Yeah, they found that so, common ground. So they, they found a way to. to reconnect and now they're best friends again and it's just a, a wonderful thing that's really really hard to describe mm-hmm. what what it feels like what motorcycles can actually do and also you mentioned earlier about the sadness at the va hospital and that's the exact reason why we're doing this mm-hmm. on a motorcycle because we got to stop and visit these families and it's very sad and we got to go through all of this stuff and then we get on the motorcycle and we got to try to leave it in the wind you know that's uh, it is really sad i volunteered at not a veterans hospital but our hospital here in hennepin county and it's just a sad place. I mean, you see all these families yeah. that are losing young kids and or they're even losing their parents and there's nothing you can say to make it better. You just can't. It's like the story right. you just said, it's time. It takes right. time to recover and time to find that common ground like right. Casey it's, said. It seems to be easier to find the strength necessary if you're just you wake up one morning and all of a sudden you hear a rumble and 150 motorcycles pull into your driveway mm-hmm. or into your, the street in front of your house and all of these, all of this noise and the smells and the leather and the bandanas and they all just come and stand in your front yard and they cry with you. And everybody gets in a big long line and they hug the families before we take off again. It, it's, uh, That's it, pretty it emotional. Leaves a, it leaves a mark. No, it's and it's emotional. a good one. Does the Gold Star uh, Family Organization, do they provide... Um, uh, like services and stuff for these Gold Star families to find grief counseling, any of that? I mean, do you have an outlet for that? We're, we're collecting a lot of resources for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But what we do is we, because our, our scope is as vast as it is, what we try to do is just make sure that if they want to continue, an edu- we pay for an education for them, for somebody to get an oh, education okay. out of the deal. So that's, that's our big envelope is, the, is, is college money. But we also, that trailer that we have, our support vehicle, it's filled with stuff that our sponsors want to give us. I was just talking with a a motorcycle gear supplier uh, yesterday who's telling us we're going to fill up that that trailer with motorcycle gear. So we stop at the family, we get to fill them up with leather jackets and chaps and boots and gloves and stuff like that. And that's all good. That's all fine. I'm good. So we get involved with all of that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I I couldn't imagine being... um someone who has lost somebody especially in combat and just not know where to go for help because you know you have grief counseling Mm -hmm. but i think losing somebody especially in the military i think it's a different type i i agree with you it is a different type and and uh our country right now the citizenry of the united states only seven percent of all the people alive today have ever put on a uniform and and Mm -hmm. gone in defense of the country well that means out of every 100 grief counselors only seven of them are veterans Mm mm-hmm um, you know, to keep the same percentages going across the board, which means that you got a 93% chance of getting a grief counselor who doesn't know what to say to you. Mm. Yeah, you need, I think you yeah, need you're... something, um, whether it's a counselor that is specialized dealing with like post traumatic stress disorder. Because I mean, mm-hmm. I could imagine being a wife of somebody in the army and every day living that fear that you're going to get that call. I mean, that could be just traumatic. Those resources, yeah. those resources in America, though, are hard to come by. Even if, even if your parent has a runaway child that mm-hmm. is gone for a year, there's nobody that you can go to. Yeah. Our resources for that kind of stuff are getting slim. Yeah, I mean, I just I feel like there should be something specialized for veterans, for Gold Star families, or you know, people that are currently serving that has well, an easier outlet that, that they don't have to go through. All this mm-hmm. bureaucracy and red well, that's tape. The, that's the yeah. point of the Gold Star yes. Family Organization. So you don't have to deal with all that. Right. Very little red tape in our right. organization. They just pull very, up to your house. Perfect. Well, if you need help yeah. with anything, I'm your gal. Well, that's why I'm here. I'm here to ask for help. <laughs> and speaking of help, can we say lighten it up a little bit here? Yeah, go ahead. What time is it in Kentucky, in Louisville? Do we know? Are they um, in the same time zone as we uh, are? Well, it's either 12.30 or 1.30. So. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Well, okay. for, the, for the next couple seconds, let's pretend it's 1.30 because I got this wonderful text from Bill from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bill. Yeah, we know Bill. Do, of course you know Bill. It is 1.30. Bill met me on the podcast at the other location. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, Bill uh, sent me this picture on my phone. Let me see if I can pull it up here so I get it just right. And he said, uh, we got to mention his name and, and somebody else's name. Two other names, Joe, I think. And Joe from Louisville. Yep. And Art. Art Sears? 
Uh, from Louisville, Art from Louisville. Oh. The three of them are, they're, they're, they kind of work together. Anyway, oh. you want to read that number? Uh, if I can, I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> well, I'll so. give you my glasses too. Well, Joel from Louisville and Bill from Louisville, they and were former. They were former uh, employees here at the Ford Motor Plant in St. Paul. And they went down there. And yeah. they moved to Louisville to work at the Ford plant down there. $1,479.42. So those three guys down in Louisville raised That's that money. Awesome. Joe's an awesome guy. I love Joe. And because they, uh, they're planning to get it postmarked by Friday, uh, that dollar amount is going to be doubled. That's awesome. So that's, I don't know, 2900 bucks. Yeah. So I wanted to give a shout-out to them guys. And, and uh, Bill said he's going to be listening right at 1.30. So that's why I asked what time zone they were uh, All right. Well, we got to take a quick break. Yep. So we'll be right back here on the Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper, and neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. We are back. We have Tony Price in studio from the Gold Star Ride Foundation. Oh, I got... Joe from Louisville's calling. Oh, Joe. What's up, Joe? I'm How you guys doing? Good. How are you, man? Good. How's it going, Joe? I don't think I've talked to you. I've oh, chatted with you. just closed oh, because it? it started automatically updating. Oh, jeez. Sorry, Joe. Okay. <laughs> Joe was probably calling to tell us what time it is in Louisville. He's probably yeah. telling to call us, don't update Skype. Okay, um, Joe, are you still there? No. Well, if you're listening, call back because Skype is updated now. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> All better. Joe, you've been updated. Oh. Yes. Skype, <laughs> Skype is nice and updated, so... How's Louisville? Awesome. Warm. Is it? Yeah, it's warm here, too. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's ungodly humid down here, too. So you guys did an amazing job raising that money for the Gold Star ride. Thanks. Uh, I started it, and Bill kind of ran with it. The, uh, we tried to get the Veterans Committee, committee down here involved with it for uh, Ford, but they didn't want to have any part of it, so... We just took care of it ourselves. Got the uh, organized the um, the people to stand at the gates to collect it. I came up with the flyer to post on Facebook on our our phone groups and uh, stood the gate and collected the money. We'll get that postmark soon so they can that guy will match it dollar for the dollar. So I'm hoping Bill will get that taken care of. He's the one that uh, got the check. Cool, awesome. Yeah, he's the one that sent me a picture of it. (laughs) Yeah. So, Joe, did you just, like, yeah. go around the plant there in, in the Louisville plant and just collect money for uh, the Gold Star ride? No, we just stood at the uh, entrance gates, a bunch of us, and with buckets and 
we put it. We have a biweekly update that the unit puts out, and we had it in there twice. And I'm a member of several Facebook groups that deal with my plant, and so we put it in there. And uh, it's five o'clock in the morning. I stood outside the gate and waited for people to come donate. Well, that's pretty fantastic. Did you have to wash their cars or anything to follow and crew to come in? And Ford, Ford didn't give you any backlash? Oh. Hmm. No, they're pretty good about... I not mean, really. It's, well, no, no. At, the, at the Ford it's, plant, when they had to raise money for something, the, they would just walk up and down the line and just uh, basically throw some money in a hat. and times, went. Have, times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joe, I'm short on words on just exactly how grateful I am for the work that you did down there. Oh, I'm a veteran, too, so... And the third guy on it, Art, he's also from St. Paul, the St. Paul Ford uh, plant. I moved down here. And he's a veteran, too. He's an Iraq War veteran. So, Well, I really appreciate everything that you've done, that's for sure. And I'm looking forward to meeting you guys in person when we get close. Uh, I don't have my calendar or schedule in front of me. We're getting awfully close to there. I think they said they were going to ride for about 45 minutes and meet us. Oh, cool. We're, awesome. We'll be just a little bit west of there, I think. Yeah, we're going to meet you in Paducah. There you go. Here. There you go. Do you Paducah. remember what day? <laughs> no, I don't. Bill said it was uh, sometime in the middle of July. I think it's around the 20th. Give or, give or take three okay. days, it's around the 20th that we should be there. Okay. Hopefully you have good weather. It, doesn't, it ain't gonna matter. It ain't gonna matter. <laughs> You'll ride in hail and yeah. tornadoes and I mean, well, rain, that's, and that's why we scheduled it for July and August because it's easiest to miss the rain in those two months. I yeah. rode the rain day before yesterday. I went to go get tires at nine in the morning, and they got done about ten thirty. You know, it was pouring. Uh, I couldn't imagine that. <laughs> and riding with brand new tires in the rain is not very smart. Yeah, I tell you, one year, I, it must have been about three years ago, I decided to go to Fayetteville for the bikes, blues, and barbecue. Yeah. In mm-hmm. September. And my wife and I got on a motorcycle here in the Twin Cities, and we decided to follow the river. So we followed the river on the Wisconsin side all the way down through Illinois just to north of of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And then we crossed the river to cut across Missouri to get down to uh, to Fayetteville. And as soon as we hit the bridge, the Mississippi River Bridge just north of St. Louis, just a wall it's, of water. <laughs> it started to rain. And we were in the rain all the way to the Arkansas line. Oh, wow. It was like six and a half hours of just a heavy rain? Uh, no, just a steady, constant rain. That heavy rain oh, starts yeah. to hurt. Yeah. And it hurts, man. It's like BBs hitting you. <laughs> when you're doing 75, 80 miles an hour and those yeah. drops are big, it hurts. Yeah. Like, it even hurts through your clothes. Like, I it bet. hurts. But again, you know, I'm, because I'm riding that Ultra, the only thing that gets wet is that little spot on my pants between my knees yeah, and that, my ankles. Yeah, that bike I'm on right now, the only thing that gets wet is my lower lower part of my pants. Yeah, so I, that, that makes it a little bit easier. I always worry about the heavy rain, sir, because they always come with heavy wind. I wind. And you I, don't I'll know which direction what, it's going to blow. People don't realize, the other day I, I passed a tractor shower and it was just an open bluff, and the wind got me so good, a wind gust, I literally thought, I felt my whole bike go like this, like it was going to go up in the air. And I thought I was going to go up in the air. Like, I really did. <laughs> it, it, like, scared the crap out of me. I, like, shut down the throttle. Like, I thought I was going up. Yeah. But in, in in hindsight, I should have just gassed the throttle. To, and, to get and, through it, yeah. And pull through it. I did the the wrong thing. I should have gassed it. And, and whenever in doubt, punch it on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's get mo- the hell out of there. Momentum will keep you up. Either, yeah, yeah. It'll keep you As up long as you're keep... on a bike with enough power. If you're on an underpowered mm-hmm. bike, don't do that. Mm-hmm. But if you're on a bike that has 150 horsepower, gas it whenever in doubt, because that yeah. momentum will push mm-hmm. you back up. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to. I wish I could get a motorcycle. <laughs> you know, you can. They sell them everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, I know. Everywhere. I'm put, Did you know Minnesota was seventh in the nation as far as motorcycle ownership per capita? Oh, yes. no, that's there, It's easy to find a And you know bike. what? It's, oh. it's one of the best states to buy a bike in because they're only used a couple months out of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're in really good condition well, my, with very low miles here. My problem I, I is, have, is I have to find such a low-profile bike because I'm really short and I'm tiny. And well, you know, that Milwaukee company actually makes one called a low rider. <laughs> and they, they, they but, call it that for a reason. Well, I, I remember I, I sat on a Sportster 
Oh God, this was many years ago, and mm-hmm. I, I think that would probably be the bike I would go with. Yeah, a little eight eighty three would be good for you. Yeah, yeah. the lowriders actually have a seat closer to the ground than yeah. the Sportster, but yeah. the Sportster is a fun little bike. I used for, to have for one. weight wise. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a good starter bike for her, though. Yeah, yeah, for weight wise, yeah. I just for, I, I love riding on heavy. motorcycles. I think it's so fun and freeing, and and I strongly recommend. That if you're going to get on a motorcycle, take a safety training course. Oh, yeah. I've been riding motorcycles since I was 10 years old. And I, in my lifetime, have taken five of those safety training courses throughout the years. Yeah, I used to ride dirt bikes. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm averaging one every 10 years. You know, the biggest thing in riding bikes is you got to constantly scan and constantly react. So you, you yeah. have to be... V- you have to pay attention nonstop, mm-hmm. and you have to scan nonstop, scan, 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 and yeah. react. It's it's scan and react, scan and react, scan and react. Mm-hmm. I've been riding since I was. I got my first bike at fifteen, a Benelli six cylinder, and I've been riding ever since. And I've been in two bad accidents, and both accidents I was sitting still, mm-hmm. and somebody hit me from behind. So you know. That can happen. You don't really. Ha- you you can look in your mirrors all you want, but you, you know I saw that car coming up, but I thought they were gonna stop. So Joe, but are you still there? Stop. Yeah, I'm here. Joe's so there. are you the evil Knievel of Louisville <laughs> on a bike? I just want to know. I don't ride motorcycles. Oh come yeah, on! I, I can picture you, you being. Got about on a, a month bike? to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I give you a crash course, Joe. Well, people down here are too nuts for motorcycle for me. Oh, try come oh, up sorry. here. They're, they're nuts everywhere. <laughs> yeah. They're nuts everywhere. That's half the fun, though. You know what's funny? Driving around here is a difference between, like, 35W and 94. Like, there's a different crowd on those roads, like, different mm-hmm. people. And you can always, like, if, if you didn't even tell me, if you just plopped me on a freeway, I'll tell you what freeway it is just by how people drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In this town, it's very segregated on those freeways. Yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting all the crazy people. Go ahead, Joel. When you're you're driving down the road doing speed limit because you've got an out-of-state car, an out-of-state plate, and the police drive by you and give you a look of contempt because you're going too slow, (laughs) that says something. Yeah, I've never (laughs) been pulled over for going too slow. I wonder what the cop says. Where are you going? To the dentist? Well, I, I, I going so too slow. I, I recently bought where Andy grew up, Tom and Catherine's house, where they raised her kids. Mm-hmm. And I was riding my bike. I have I have lots of motorcycles, and I was on a specific bike, and it's a four cylinder two stroke, which is a pretty loud bike because it's a two stroke. Unusual bike too. Very unusual, very rare bike, and they weren't legal in America, but I have one. And I came in, <laughs> I came into town, and then I was driving around, and I was going out of town, and he. He was going the opposite way. He banged a Yui and pulled me over. And I said, you know, what, you know, what are you pulling me over for? He goes, well, I saw you coming into town. I'm like, yeah, yeah. and? <laughs> what's that mean? I think that's the same thing that started Rambo's <laughs> no, trouble. So that's, no, I actually said, what's this, like, first blood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's it's crazies a little, it's everywhere. It's a small town. But the guy was cool. He just wanted to hear, see my story and mm. make sure I had all my stuff in order, which I did. Mm. I drove away. But yeah, sure. you have to watch uh, what you do on bikes, especially if they're loud. Yeah, and I insist on riding a loud bike. Yeah, well, loud bikes save lives. Exactly. Well, I exactly. Know I love the Harley sound. I but just there love is, it. There still is towns that enforce that. Enforce yeah. that you can't have a loud bike. Uh-huh. There's multiple towns in the city in the, in this metro that have signs says loud, uh, noise ordinance enforced on mm-hmm. on, on vehicles. They will pull you over and they will give you a ticket. What? Which uh, I think is unfair. Uh, I do too. I mean, we, I t- uh, we're, that we're might such, be one I might take the time to try to fight. We're such yeah. targets and such easy person to hit. I mean, we're small. We have no protection. People pull right out in front of you. People mm-hmm. see you. Like, literally, they, you know they see you, and they pull right out in front of you. Like, right, they don't like, even really register what they're seeing. Like, I'm like, what, what, lady, what are you doing? You just made eye contact with me, and you're going to pull right out in front of me. <laughs> well, they're so used to looking specifically for cars that, you know, when they don't see a car, 
like everything is on autopilot, so they don't even register the information they're seeing properly. So and just, I, I read, yeah. I ride with my high beams on during the day. I mean, I take every precaution. I wear a crash jacket. I, you know, yeah. They, they people will pull right out in front of you, like you're not even there. Well, and there mm-hmm. are people who do. And they wave bikes. at you. Then they wave at you. I mean, because <laughs> that makes it better. Yeah, they, That's they, the uh, classic Minnesota the passive sorry. aggressive. Yeah, I know. Well, there are people though that do ride motorcycles that I've had it where they're riding right in my blind oh, spot. Oh, I agree. They know I agree. They're there. I I, well, they should know. There's there's idiots yes. on both sides of the yes. of the conversation. I, I, I tell you, I, I, I'll say to tell you this story because you're a Harley rider, and I, I, I used to be a Harley rider. I, I like all kinds of bikes. I'm saving Harley again for when I'm ten more years older. I'm going to get back on a Harley. But right now, I'm, I like stuff that goes really fast and handles really good. So mm-hmm. uh, I was out last night, and I was riding pretty hard and. I was blown away. I was, I'm not going to say how fast I was going, but I was doing a very high rate of speed. And three people on big, I, I don't even know what they were, but they were all three big Harleys. Big Harleys. Yeah. Whatever the biggest one they make, full windscreen, full everything, were kept up with me aggressively. Like aggressively. <laughs> they, they, they were aggressively. And they were right on my butt the whole way, man. And I was flying. And I mean, excessive speeds. And they were right with me. I was shocked that they could keep up with me. I was shocked. They make some fast motorcycles. I was shocked. Yes. They, they look big, but... Uh, I was shocked these guys were keeping up I want to say me. their street glide is one that a, a lot of guys like to go fast on. Well, these, I, don't, I don't remember these guys all were, of the models. They were keeping up with me. like, I, And I was, I was literally blown away. In fact, I went home and texted somebody who just went from sport bikes to a Harley, and I'm like, I just had three guys keeping up with me on my 1130, which is a 155-horsepower <laughs> bike at the rear wheel. And I was like, I couldn't believe they were keeping up with me. And I was on, getting on, I was on it. Yeah, it's so- hard to listen to the stereo at that when you get going too fast, so... <laughs> I don't recommend yeah. anybody going fast. Well, some so. of those, some of those Harleys, you know, like this, is it the Street Glide? I, I think the Street Glide is one that they put the big front wheel on. I can't the remember. Larger front one wheel. of them looks like it's like a riding recliner. Oh, that's mine. I got oh, one of them oh, parked you, outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Four those... speaker stereo system. Yeah, my yeah. wife has been known to fall asleep on the back. I like I like Road <laughs> Kings. Can't fall off. She's got two big armrests that hold her in place. And... Yeah. I like Road Kings a lot. I the, get a it's road basically King. the same bike with with. Fewer bells and whistles. That's what I'm going to get with a mold, a Road yeah, King. The, the Road King and the Ultra Classic start with the same engine, drivetrain, and frame. Yeah, when I'm old, I'm going to get one of those. I, I, <laughs> you know, they, they make nice bikes. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward months. to the day when I get to say I used to be a Harley guy. Yeah, I I, actually, you know, if I, ever could, if I ever could afford a motorcycle, I'd want to get a trike. You know, my wife says that once in a while, <laughs> and I just say, you know... Half of riding the motorcycle is leaning into the curves. Trikes are really tricky to ride too. I rode yeah, one. It's not easy. It's it's actually harder to ride a trike than it is a motorcycle. It really, really is. Mm. They, yeah. they they're kind of to me. They're for me. I don't know for any for other people, but for me, they're kind of dangerous. I've been up on two wheels on a trike and wasn't happy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a whole different experience. They, yeah. However, for those people who do want a trike, uh, they actually make a new addition now that. It's basically training wheels, and when you start rolling, they, they, they recoil and they come up. And when you come to a stop, they, they come pull down. the bike up. All right, well, we have to go to break, so we'll be back with the Tom Bernard Show, Hour 2, coming up. <laughs> 